is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? We are here on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR. Finish it for me, Tiff. I was trying to hide my cough so you can cover me, beloved. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I let you down, Black Queen. You let me down, Black Queen. This is Stanley Fritz. Oh, my goodness. What is happening? <laughs> Yo, Selena's going to have an aneurysm when she hears us. <laughs> sorry. Ooh, we, should mess, we should do stuff on purpose that we know will give her anxiety when she's listening. Selena, I'm sorry. Don't apologize, beloved. <laughs> All right, guys. So we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard. This is Stanley Fritz, your favorite engineer on the PC ones and twos. I apologize in advance. I'm a little bit under the weather because for some reason I thought that wearing a black men don't cheat hoodie was enough to keep me warm when the fall has clearly given up and gave way to winter already. Mm-hmm. Mm. But in my defense, once I'm moving to my new apartment today and tomorrow, I'll have on my coats again and I can dress appropriately. V- VSB has a whole article about how the cold is racist, so I definitely recommend <laughs> <laughs> The code is definitely racist, but if you want to talk to me, you can follow me on Twitter at Stan Fritz. You can follow me on IG at Stan Fritz, even though I'm thinking about changing my IG name to Sirach Obama. You can oh. also find me, damn, I know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a sore point right now. You can also find me <laughs> on the Snapchat at Dark Skin Swindle, but I only go on there like once every three weeks or even less now. So, Tiff, who are you, beautiful? Yes, I'm Tiffany. Um, some people may call me the pension mommy <laughs> from Stanley. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> yeah, mm. you see, slip it. Um, Stanley, the reason why you should not be wearing that hoodie, black men don't cheat, you see, is this the whole campaign is a fraud. <laughs> okay. Look at you, you're sick Look of everything. You. Look, I'm sick of your lies. That's what I'm sick of. <laughs> black men don't cheat. Everyone knows, that. Yeah, right? Everyone knows black men don't cheat. <laughs> the lies. Give me one example of a black man that cheated. Oh, um, must we go here? Come on, give me one example. Diddy. I don't know what you're talking about. Who's Diddy? <laughs> Are you talking about Sean Combs? He's faithful. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what a political operative over there. But yes, I'm Tiff Liz B. You can follow me on Instagram at T-I-F-F-L-I-Z-B. You can also follow me on Twitter. And you can listen to my uh, podcast, Protest Base, that drops you know every like once <laughs> a month at this point. But yeah, I'm excited to be here and talk about a lot of great topics. And uh, I'm always really excited to be here. Uh my name is Evan Mastronardi, and you can find me at, at underscore Mastronardi. And I am half of Let's Not Be Trash, along with my faithful man right here, Stan King. <coughs> yes, I said Stan King. <laughs> <laughs> he is a king. Stan Fritz. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Black men cheat. And where can they find you, Evan? <laughs> at underscore Mastronardi on Instagram. And of you course, st- at Let's Not Be Trash.com, too. Yeah, you don't, oh, yeah, of course. You, don't be, you still don't got a Twitter, huh? Nah. Yo, you're missing out on Twitter. Last night, okay. like one in the morning, I went on Twitter. It's too late. And somebody was like, I had my honey. I'm horny. (laughs) All right, sis. Twitter is strange. I'm like, I am your employer. (laughs) I can see this. I don't care. Have you seen my, oh, you seen my timeline. (laughs) Yeah. Still would be on one. Yo, I gotten a lot better. Yeah. Anybody says, my my managing director, he was like, I don't look at your Twitter. And that's probably best for both of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. But we have a pretty high action-packed show prepared for you guys today. We're talking about a lot of things. Monique is suing Netflix for all the coins for racial discrimination. Barack Obama pretty much shades Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders in talking about the lefties. What else happened? Well, Colin Kaepernick had an NFL tryout, but he didn't have an NFL tryout. It's interesting. Bolivia had a coup, and Bernie Sanders called it that during a forum. We got a pretty busy week here, don't we, guys? Yeah. Any stories? A lot of things happening. Anything you guys are interested in talking about or excited to talk about? I'm definitely excited to talk about Monique 
and Colin Kaepernick because I think he said in that like that quick ninety second clip after his workout nine workout mm-hmm. about just you know controlling the narrative and i also think like Stephen a smith and eric reed got into some ah, stuff last night on the twitter on, on the interweb so yeah i'm really excited to talk about those two stories yeah man it was it was messy it was definitely messy oh man why i'm, I'm also up? excited to get into monique and also byron allen's lawsuit oh yeah byron allen's lawsuit yeah so that's mm-hmm. going to be pretty interesting. We got yeah. a pretty good show today. Yeah, we do. So I'm excited to talk about that. Mariah's going to be here making sure we're on the Facebook Lives. Tiff Bizzle if with the gray scully. <laughs> Why does that fit your head so perfectly? Because <laughs> I have bobby pins. <laughs> it is positioned so well. That's partially the reason why it took me forever to get here. And also, there's no parking over here. I think something's happening at the college. So it's like, ugh. Help me get here, God. I need to be here on time. There's no parking over here. There's always for those. I'm lying. It's <laughs> no. Why would you think there'll be parking here? Because normally there are like a few parking spots, but I think there's an event happening. So sometimes like I can look out. So okay. I'm just relying on the one to park yourself. I mean, <laughs> I never, I never be in a- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Which doesn't happen half the weekends anyway. You got to do it, man. Yo, I hate when you're on the train and the one be like, yo, we're not going here no more. So uh, get this bus. I know. <laughs> they, they, just like halfway. Like they expect you to have other plans. You be like, I'm almost home. Nah, we're not stopping on 145th no more. I was mm. on the one train the other day, and it got the um, 125th Street, and it's going towards 137th. And the guy's like, yeah, so we're not stopping at 137th <coughs> or 145th or 161st. We're not stopping to 181st. So you should probably get off on 137th. So we got off 137th, and he was like, next stop, 145th Street, and just drove away. (laughs) (laughs) MTA, man, MTA. So, guys, listen, we got an action-packed show coming up for you, but we do have to go on a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get to the news of the week. And we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. We are starting hot, hot, hot. That was Bernie Sanders on a forum talking about what was happening in Bolivia. If you don't know, the (coughs) president... Sorry, guys, I'm sick. The president (laughs) stepped down. All these people told that in mainstream media, but a lot of people are calling it a coup. Have you guys been following this story? What do you think? Uh, I've been following it more recently. And looking at some of the background here, I think that Bernie's right, though. I think once there's you can talk about other elements of it. But once the military removes a sitting president, I believe that is a coup. Then we can talk about the reason why the military went in. But the fact that it was not due specifically to elections that the president is not has been removed. The fact that it was due to the military, that aspect of it is a coup. Yeah. What about you, too? I would definitely agree. I haven't been following this, like, too closely, but from my understanding, I think it's, like, a right-wing group that's, like, really kind of, like, pushing the tension and the frustrations yeah, he was out more in, left, yeah. in, the Boli- in Bolivia. So I think it was interesting that you're seeing this kind of, like, left progressive, like, happening even more internationally, am- especially amongst black and brown people. So I do think, as you explained, that it's definitely a coup, and it's, it's really interesting to see how much even our military is involved in these, you know, international... Uh, issues because, from my understanding, that the military was backed by the U.S. military. Yeah, the, the U.S. Yeah. the U.S. supports the other assertion that it, it was just an unfair election um, with with a lot of with a lot of fraud, and there were uh, a lot lots of tweets coming. I forgot which station showed up. There were lots of tweets coming from Virginia, mm-hmm. like that were supporting uh, those who removed him. And the joke is, well, what's in Virginia? The FBI. 
So it was like, <laughs> it was like that. This a lot, a, a lot of the Twitter, the Twitter <laughs> presence didn't necessarily reflect the people, right. even of the U.S. It was like maybe something that came out of the FBI to make something trend to make it look like even the Twitter verse of the American right. people were yeah. more in support of the opposite position. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm definitely curious to see how this is going to play out and how this group will be able to continue, how left politics will happen in Bolivia. I mean, he was yeah. one of the few places in the country now in South America that had a really, truly socialist government, mm-hmm. but that was actually successful. Um, the president, he had a reputation of having pulled Bolivia like from the depths of like complete destruction. And uh, yeah, the right-wing forces are coming in. It's getting pretty ugly on the ground. We'll make sure we get you more information. But what were you saying, Evan? He he also was the first indigenous president of, wow. of Bolivia to my, I, I, I believe so. And also, the person who took office now in the interim she once said that uh the way that the aymara which is an indigenous population in part of um south america mm-hmm. celebrates uh, the new years is like blasphemous and satanic oh. so and then when she came in the first thing she did is hold the bible and was like the bible's now in bolivia so oh. this is this is really mm. going against Yo, they call muslims terrorists this Look is this is really going against like the indigenous population when they just the had an important <laughs> an, an important yeah an important representative yeah. um at the highest office and now this person is just basically giving a slap in the face to the indigenous population that's wild that's wild guys if you have questions comments concerns no curse words give us a call at 212-650-6903 how'd you guys like that clip of Bolivia? Yeah, the clip I just gave you. You like the clip? Yeah, yeah, good? yeah, yeah. I yeah. got one more clip for you. This one's a Colin Kaepernick. You ready? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> Start by saying, I appreciate y'all coming out. That means a lot to me. Our biggest thing with everything today was making sure we had transparency in what went on. We weren't getting that elsewhere, so we came out here. It's important that y'all are here. Y'all been attacked for the last three years. Y'all continue to be attacked. We appreciate what y'all do. We appreciate you being here today. We appreciate the work you do for the people and telling the truth. That's what we want in everything. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. That was Colin Kaepernick talking after his workout yesterday at Riverdale High School in Atlanta, Georgia, which is about 60 miles away from the Atlanta Falcons practice facility where he was supposed to be where he was supposed to be working out for the NFL. So if you guys are not familiar about what's been going on with Colin Kaepernick and what he's supposed to be doing with the NFL, I would like to give you a quick little timeline that was given to me. So Colin Kaepernick found out late last week that the NFL wanted to give him a chance to work out for teams. They told him it was going to be on a Saturday, which is strange because usually teams work out on Tuesdays because everyone's traveling on Saturdays and getting ready for their games on Sundays. But regardless, you know, he requested to have a change to Tuesday. They didn't want to do it, so he said okay. Then it was maybe about Thursday or Friday, and he still didn't know what receivers the NFL was going to provide to him so that he can do the workout. The NFL then told him he had to provide his own receivers and pay for their way there and back. Then the NFL wanted him to sign a waiver saying that if he didn't get a job with an NFL team, that he would not file a lawsuit against the NFL again. Colin Kaepernick countered by saying, well, if that's the case, then I want to get an injury waiver. So if I get injured, you know, obviously the NFL is going to be accountable just at some level to making sure I can pay for my surgery if need be. The NFL refused to sign that waiver. Then the NFL refused to make the workout open to the media. Then the NFL refused to allow Colin Kaepernick to record his own workout. 
and they wanted to keep it completely private. It was at that point that Kaepernick's team decided that this was not on the level, and they pulled out, and they decided to go do the workout uh, about 60 miles away at that high school. About five to six different teams came, and the media came. Scouts who were there said his arm is as strong as it was in 2016. Like, he looks really good. There are a couple of videos from the workout. I know we posted one on our Instagram page. You can see Colin Kaepernick easily throwing a 60-yard bomb right into the hands of um, Eric Reed, who was one of the receivers who showed up there. Since then, the NFL put out a statement saying they regret that Colin Kaepernick refused to come to his workout and that he wanted Nike to record, and that's why they had um, an issue and they, could, they couldn't communicate. And as of yesterday at 7.21 p.m., a Nike spokesperson said Nike did not have a camera crew on the grounds in Atlanta and had no plans to use footage from Kaepernick's workout. The spokesman wouldn't say when or whether the ad would come out, but it seems Nike only wanted permission to use NFL team names. Nike was also, as of last night, reaching out to the NFL, trying to get them to, to take back a lie that they claimed the NFL made, saying that Nike was trying to control the workout process. Mm-hmm. So that is where we are. Um, NFL's highest paid sportscaster and black man, Stephen A. Smith, um, someone who I thought was finally starting to sound less trash, came out Uncle Tom guns blazing, saying that Colin Kaepernick doesn't want to play football. He put out a three-minute video on Twitter pretty much calling Colin Kaepernick nazi and saying that he's messing up the process and he doesn't want to support the NFL, whereas Eric Reed called him an Uncle Tom on Twitter and called him Daffy Duck and said he was dancing for coins and then put videos of Kaepernick's actual workout there. That is where we are today. Oh, and also, obviously, there were rumors that Jay-Z worked extensively to get Colin Kaepernick this workout, saying to Roger Goodell, I took a reputation bullet for you. You have to do this. So with all that information on hand and with the final piece to our holy trio in the studio, what do you guys think about this Colin Kaepernick workout? Was the fix in? Um, I think so. I think a lot of this whole thing from the start has been about imagery and not necessarily substance with Colin Kaepernick because the NFL is afraid of Colin Kaepernick's substance. They never respected his substance. So it, it, it makes sense that they wouldn't give him a substantive workout. And they thought that Kaepernick would sign on for just something that was completely out of his control, that was not representative of his skills and, and the talent he is and the person he is. And he said no. And he, he took a gamble on himself. And I think he won because now he got a lot of scouts – to look at him he did it his way and i think that as stanley mentioned you can see the talent is still there and i don't know if he would have had the same type of exposure that he wanted had he went with the nfl's terms and regarding jay-z i'd like to think he really pushed for this i don't know but again it's hard for me to believe just like I feel like he could have verbally included kaepernick more in the initial deal mm-hmm. i think jay-z got so much clout he could have changed the terms of this if, if if he did a few things differently. It's hard for me to believe that he couldn't have changed any of this. He's an employee. Yeah. What can employees do? Well, I wanna, he still I wanna, has clout. I, wanna, yeah. I, I hear that piece. Yeah. I want to bring the Letty into the conversation. Yeah. Letty, have you been following this Colin Kaepernick saga? What do you think? I haven't been following it too much. I thought he finally got like his redemption once they mm-hmm. paid him under the table, and that was that. Um, as far as Jay-Z, I agree with you. I feel like it kind of takes us back to the original question of why did he sign the contract to joined the NFL after all of what has been going on in the first place and like what was he really going to be doing to help change things and it's like it seems as he's not really doing much besides letting J-Lo perform at the <laughs> Super Bowl so it's like what what are we really getting from his presence being in there and what deal did he truly sign that is going to benefit the community at the end of the day because yeah. it doesn't seem like it's going to be Tiff? Um, I think this just goes to show you that it doesn't 
it's not an issue whether Colin Kaepernick still has talent or not or is still able to play football or not. I think it's all very performative. If Jay-Z feels like his reputation is taking a hit, it should. I feel like Jay-Z finds himself in these always precarious yeah. and shading problematic business dealings. And mm-hmm. then he's like, oh, well, I made the Nets uniforms for free. Or I pushed right. for Colin Kaepernick to get worked out and all this stuff. And it's like, it's BS. We know Colin Kaepernick should probably be on a team. I don't really watch football, but from my understanding, there's pretty a bad quarterbacks out there that mm-hmm. Colin and Colin Kaepernick can like, you know, absolutely be without even really trying. So I think it just goes to show you that it's not a matter of whether he's talented or not. It's just a matter of this black man decided to take a stand mm-hmm. against an issue that's polarizing, but it's important to black and brown people, black and brown people that play on football teams mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. white people did not like that and they felt mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And even at that workout facility, I'm not sure it was at the Atlanta Falcons or maybe it was at the high school, you saw protesters saying that he's un-American, he's a lazy loser. Mm -hmm. And it's like the irony of that. Like, you're protesting this man (laughs) that was actually Mm -hmm. protesting. So, like, come on. Like, we gotta call call it for what it is. Like, the NFL is not doing their job. They don't care about the players. Like, with everything that's happened with CTE and domestic violence and abuse Mm -hmm. and even a recent football player that's been, like, cops are being involved because they had an on-the-field fight. It's like, this is a joke. Yeah. I mean, no one has that energy when a player beats up a woman. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, exactly. He right. goes away for four games, comes back, moving forward with my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got time for one more news story, and I want to use it on Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> Dad, you guys heard what Obama was saying about like not supporting the far-left people because they're the reason we lost the 2016 presidential election? Evan, I, you, I, you I actually, I actually I didn't hear the, the quote. Did you hear that? Yeah, too? I heard can you, it. Can you want to summarize it for folks? I mean... <laughs> I feel like Obama, he's uh, he's playing with fire right now. Um, but I think that's who he is, and I feel like we got to accept that, too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was more so saying, I think, in so many words, that, you know, the left-wing part, they're not, like, true representatives of the Democratic Party, and they're pretty much just going to lose the 2016 election, like the Elizabeth Warrens and the Bernie Sanders, because, you know, to them, they're at the extremes. But I also feel like Trump is at the extreme of the mm-hmm. Republican Party, mm-hmm. and he's sitting pretty in office Mm -hmm. i do understand him when he's saying in terms of like compromising or that's why i'm guess you're trying to get at like you have to like compromise to an extent in this political climate but i feel like everyone's playing for keeps at this point they don't want to compromise anymore yeah Yeah. Yeah. i I agree with that (laughs) but do you agree so obama said that most people are not as far left as like people like stanley i guess we we, like i i I agree Mm -hmm. yeah where do you think most people are like do you think they're moderates like obama was kind of alluding to I think it depends on the age and the and the, the generation. Mm-hmm. Like my parents, mm-hmm. like they may will listen to the Elizabeth Warren what they're saying, but like they definitely are. I would feel like you know the typical Joe Biden like supporter or like that sort of candidate, not him. Don't, I don't want my parents out here voting for Joe Biden, <laughs> 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 but like that sort of candidate mm-hmm. that makes them feel comfortable because they are used to that sort of white devil, mm-hmm. but they're not mm-hmm. used to. You know, mm-hmm. the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warrens, where it's like Medicaid for all and free college and mm-hmm. all this stuff like that is unfamiliar to them. And it's I feel like it's us as millennials that has to get our parents there. And mm-hmm. I'll use the example of the Tiffany Caban race and the DA race. I said, Ma, you have to vote for Tiffany Caban. <laughs> like, and I know I think the New York Times put out an article about how a lot of black millennials are getting their parents to be more mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to get them there. We just can't expect people to be there just mm-hmm. because it's a new face in front of us. I agree with the comfortability thing. Yeah. I think yeah. that's plays a huge part into it like the familiar faces yep. and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah so. kind of like yeah. vote for clinton <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and yeah. and look 
Obama's always been a pragmatic person. I mean, even when he was in office, too. I feel like, you know, he was he was probably more center than he wanted to be, but he needed mm-hmm. to do things, you know, he was the first black president. He was up against, you know, unprecedented opposition, and he mm-hmm. needed to get certain things done. So that's also the mindset he's coming from, A. And B, look, I, I can't blame someone for doing what they think they need to do and say to not have Trump reelected. Yeah. yeah. If that's what he feels he needs to do, I'm fine with it. I may not agree 100 percent, but I, I, I respect where he's coming from. All right. Well, guys, we're going on a quick break. When we come back, we're talking about somebody else who's doing something that some of us think is shady. Monique, she's suing Netflix. <laughs> I am here in the studio. Don't be laughing at me. Tiffany, you Why think you sick? cool because you got an upstairs and the downstairs, beloved? <laughs> nah. nah, we don't need that in Brooklyn, right, lady? <laughs> nah, yo, I, I used to dance. No, no, no. Yeah, y'all don't have upstairs and downstairs. You <laughs> see how you talk about your borough? <laughs> Listen, I used to think if you had an upstairs and the downstairs, you had money. <laughs> Wealth. But, but both, Wealth. But both Mariah and Lay looking at me like, we got both those things you right? grew for. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Brownsville was Home different. of the Brownstones. Oh, you got I was in Brownsville. It was no <laughs> Tell their houses, Riverdale Towers, what up, what up? 641 New Jersey Avenue. Ah, ah, like, show some respect <laughs> out there. Ah, ah, ah. Do you watch Buddy and Violets? That still comes on? <laughs> I don't know, but oh, when you said that. I just thought of d That's the real power. <laughs> yeah, word. d always says that. Money and Violence was really that thing. And, and I did it, not watch it. When it got the title, I'm like, oh, they really making it. But then it got canceled. And I know somebody who was on it. I'm like, what happened? They effed up their own bag. That's exactly yes. what they said. They effed yeah. up their own bag, yeah. OD, on a like, huge level. Like, <laughs> they were, like, really doing crime crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were really I mean, like, listen, <laughs> Money and Violence, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. I remember it was one episode of it I was watching. And something happened. He's like, yo, she dead zoned me. And he's like, where? Meet me in the chicken spot. And I was like, yo, that's a real conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what you spot they talking about too <laughs> all right guys but like you know what like i was really happy when title put money and violence on because you very rarely see a show like that where yeah pe- people that look like that get a chance to be seen and have their stories told like that right. i mean they they lost the bag because you know people you know i heard I mean? hbo was gonna pick them up too yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah they really yeah. fumbled they really, <laughs> yeah Maybe. they couldn't get out of their own way but like you know, I wish that more of these like these streaming apps had more original black programming mm-hmm. because they got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it just doesn't happen as much as I would like it mm-hmm. to. You know who else thinks that? Mm. <laughs> I, I knew no, you were going to go to her. Nice segue. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Transition King. Right. That's, ooh, I like that. Transition <laughs> King. It ain't just a conversation. It's a segue, beloved. <laughs> so Monique is finally taking her accusations against Netflix for discrimination to a court of law. She filed a lawsuit. And in the lawsuit, the Oscar-winning actress and comedian accuses Netflix of race-based discrimination for how it negotiated comedy specials with her. She says Netflix offered Amy Schumer $11 million for an hour-long stand-up special. Mm. She eventually got $13 million. They offered Dave Chappelle $55 million, Chris Rock $40 million, and they only offered Monique 500000 for her stand-up special. <laughs> That's disrespectful. Monique ne- Yeah, they can't get two, three million. Monique <laughs> never accepted their offer and went on a public campaign, which included coming on TMZ Live and calling for a boycott of the company. I boycotted it like from like seven AM to like six when I was at work. <laughs> you so see? I feel like I was supporting that's she wow. also claims Kevin's Netflix allowed Kevin Spacey to use the N word while on the set of House of Cards. 
without any consequence. If they're not giving her, like she snuck in the back door and was watching, like right. <laughs> <laughs> Where was so, another thing? Yo, <laughs> all right, sis. Wait, sorry. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> what? When he was doing like his like Frank oh, Lucas, he's like, and when I tell you, Nick Nog. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix execs is like, whatever, man. He got the bag. <laughs> Monique also used a major pay gap on a Netflix hit, The Crown, to illustrate alleged discrimination. She says the actress who plays Queen Elizabeth III was paid 14000 per episode less than the actor who played Prince Philip. Well, yeah, there's definitely gender discrimination in yeah. Hollywood, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so she's filing this lawsuit. This also comes as Byron Allen, the owner of the Grio mm-hmm. and the Weather Channel, is also filing a lawsuit against Comcast mm-hmm. for racial discrimination mm-hmm. and is challenging the 1862 Civil Rights Act. And he is saying that Comcast won't put his station on their network because uh, he's black. So, like, these two things are happening right now. And I, I know Selena and I had a really good conversation while Mariah listened and probably was, like, ignoring us. But <laughs> the point that we got to was, like, I said to Selena... I want to support Byron Allen. I really do. But I don't understand how Comcast is being racist. And it's like, I want to support Monique. But, like, she hasn't been act- she hadn't been active in years. I can see why they're going to give Amy Schumer money. She can fill up Madison Square Garden. Oh, can Monique problem. fill up SOBs? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, that's that was my pushback against Damn. it. And then she was like, but aren't you going to support everybody that's black? And I'm like, I want to. But, like, just, like, where was Byron Allen when black kids are getting shot? Like, he got mm-hmm. all this money. So that that's where I am right now. So that's kind of the conversation we want to have about that while mm-hmm. also unpacking this Monique piece and the Byron Allen piece. And, you know, um, Evan, as a good friend, ally, and visitor of the culture, we want to hear from you as mm-hmm. well and all the great insights you have. My, Because, you know, you, obviously for those of you who don't know, Evan is the world's first Dominican-Italian. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, <laughs> so here we are, guys. So I want to start um, this question with you, Letty, how do you feel? How do these racial discrimination lawsuits strike you? Like, do you think Byron Allen and Monique's lawsuits are legit? Well, I'm not too familiar on him as far as his work or anything like that. But when it comes to Monique, um, I think they're just not effing with her, man. Because five hundred thousand is disrespectful. That's just disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And that's just because mm-hmm. she has the work. She does have her. Um, she has the resume at the end of the day. I feel like mm-hmm. Monique can definitely sell. It's like um, we haven't heard from Dave Chappelle in years, but they paid him that bag to get on there because they know what he's capable of at the end of the day. And I think mm-hmm. that's where it really resonates for me, where it's like at the end of the day, we all know what Monique is capable of. You know we're going to get a good laugh. You know she's going to bring out the audience. So why not give her at least what she's worth, whether she's been relevant or not, you know? Yeah. At least that's how I look at it. Tiff? I feel like when this topic first came out, everyone was really, like, getting on Monique. Yeah. And I could see to an extent, because, like, what you just said, you we haven't seen Monique in a long time. And I think a part of that is because she felt like after Precious, she was kind of blackballed and pigeonholed yeah. into certain type of roles. Mm-hmm. But in the stand-up arena, like, we really haven't seen Monique do any sort of stand-up since, like, what? 2004. Like, forget big girls. No, forget skinny girls. You know? Yeah. Like, no, she, she did a stand-up in the jailhouse. That was in 2005. Oh, dang. I was actively still I in mean, high school. it was school. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was mad funny, but she was also making fun of big girls. Then she went to the gym and, like... She she, yeah. Slimmed and up and then... Yeah. I mean... So, I think, you know, $500,000 is disrespect because she is an Oscar winner so I definitely think she should have been mm-hmm. in the millions mm-hmm. to say that she should be on the level of Chappelle I don't know because Chappelle just has a cult following whether he's funny or not or problematic or not 
people are going to come out yeah. for Chappelle, mm-hmm. whether we think the talent is necessarily there. It is. And I don't mm-hmm. think, and that, that's what I'm saying, but and yeah. I don't think, she, people are going to come out for Monique, but I think Monique, whether she wants to acknowledge it or not, like she's very much like a chitlin circuit sort, and no disrespect to that, but yeah. like, because that's legacy, that's history, that's who we are as black people. Yeah. But if she wasn't even doing that, like you said, since 2005, so how can you go to Netflix and think that they're going to give you that much money? Yes, I think you should get your coin, but I do think there's probably, I would like say sue them based off like pay and equity and all that stuff, but I don't see the racial bias per se, but then again, sometimes racism doesn't, it's not like, you know, it's a, a, you know right in your face. A lot of it is like gray and ambiguous and, you know, passive aggressive, so... Yeah. I say go I mean, for I it. I feel like I've seen Netflix dig up a lot of dirt. They just made what brother, brother man two. What is it, brother undercover Dolomite. brother two? Yo, I saw like, that, what's the like, point of that? <laughs> so it's like if you're gonna waste money, yeah. at least invest in something like, that you, you know, know is still gonna you work. You know, you ain't get paid no money for that. <laughs> right. You seen the actors like you see the ain't get five hundred thousand though. Like they probably at least. did. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. right. I don't know. But I do think she's trying to make it a bigger conversation mm-hmm. because she was saying mm-hmm. that she's thinking about other like up and coming. You know, um, comedic. So I think, like, let's yeah. say, like a Jess Hilarious or like right. those IG comedians <coughs> who like really know your worth. So I think in that regard, she should sue them because I feel like a lot of them mm-hmm. are not getting paid their worth. And if you look at a lot of these white comedians, they stealing from black comics. They getting yeah. put on. Yeah. So. But like, I think Jess Hilarious has a bigger audience than Monique right now, and That's she true. would get paid one or two and million she's dollars. She's relevant. She right might now. get paid so, five, yeah. like the Ray Davis is. Like, I think her and the yeah. Ray Davis are on the same. Yeah. Well, the Ray's a little bit higher than her because like he's. Yeah. But they run in that same circle, and which Monique is not in it. <laughs> yeah, so like I can see how he gets paid five million. Oh, D Ray's gonna make money. Yeah, yeah and like just last, could, I can see her getting paid Definitely. a million, one point five. Yeah, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> Evan, what do you think about the lawsuits, Byron Allen or Monique's? Well, for Monique, I think look, she, I don't think she's alleging to to my knowledge that she should get paid near what Chappelle is making. Chappelle has one of the greatest shows of all time, mm-hmm. and he's had a following for a long time, and people are waiting for him to come back. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be sixty mil. Especially, you know, if this is all within capitalism, we should say yeah. this is all operating and judging based on a capitalist system of who's going to show up, make you the most money. Right. Yeah. I think she's talking about the whole disparity. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't even a mill. I mean, can right. they really now for that? I, I found out that um, before Wanda Sykes, there was no uh, black woman comedian that made a multimillion dollar mm. um, stand up special on Netflix. So it wanted yeah. to be the first one. Mm. So that's also because we need to broadcast more. Yeah. So first, there should be more at that level. But I think it's the disparity. It's too much. I mean, I think that's where the law comes in. It's like, how do you know when is too much? Because mm-hmm. clearly she shouldn't even make as much as Amy Schumer because of the following. Yeah. But how that she would have. But how when you see 500,000 next to that, yeah, there the is th- there's too much of a gap there. And I think that's where the law needs to come into play. But. Sorry, sorry. So you're saying that you think she has a chance with this lawsuit then? I think she has a chance with the lawsuit to show that she should be paid more on some accounts, whether it's a personal account, whether it's a racial account, whether it's a gender account. That's what the lawyers will have to make the strongest argument. I, I would just say I think Monique and Amy Schumer are on the same level, and I nah. say this because that's why. I mean, that's why because I feel like wise or like audience. I feel like. In terms of Amy Schumer plays to like that, oh, I'm a frumpy white girl, mm-hmm. awkward, quirky, this, that, and I feel like a lot of white women will identify with her. Yeah. And I feel like with Monique, she will have like the same sort of audience in terms of like black women 
who may be like big or feel like this or that. Like I feel like they may pull this. They they pull a certain sort of like energy out of people that will bring mm-hmm. that sort of audience. So the I fat think underarm black girls. You see, um, that's why black men cheat. Cause you see them fast. <laughs> 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 that is not big, that. We talking about big mama Twitter. <laughs> but that's hey, what I'm saying. Hey, you know they can cook. I'm not dissing them. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. She will bring out that audience, and I feel like they'll they'll be the same similar number. But she'll mm-hmm. spend mm-hmm. the to do it though. She'll be like, you skinny girls. You know why you're That's not all her jokes are about. But, but that was a lot of like, her jokes though, yeah. and that's and that was a lot. But especially. But I do remember when she did like the whole Beyonce era. Yeah. When she was yeah. at BET. And then did she realize that, you know, skinny girls do have fun. Yeah. yeah. But here's my here's my pushback for this. Amy Schumer can fill out Madison Square Garden or the Barclays Center. Can Monique? But I feel like that's simply just because of her race half the time. It's like they just happen to support Amy each Schumer's other that way. Like she's not Amy that funny. Not funny. Really, and everybody has said she's not that yeah, funny. She's, not she's funny. overhyped, honestly. So but that's yeah. not what Netflix is looking at, though, right? right? Yeah. If we're talking about simply, I'm not talking about funny and not funny. I'm talking about yeah. simply why Netflix would throw money at people. Mm. And that mainly is because of the type of audience that they will command. And they will judge something like that to think about viewership. Now, yeah. the thing is, there is a bit of a difference in that analogy because if you're on Netflix, you may get more than like Madison Square because like it's it's a whole different thing now. It's yeah. all streaming. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely an audience. I don't think it's a $500,000 audience, but is Netflix going to say it's a 13 million audience if they're using the st- even if they are using the same standard for yeah. everybody? I don't know about that. All right. So <laughs> what about Byron Allen? We haven't talked about him much and he has his yeah. lawsuit. Um, it's going to Supreme. It's in the Supreme Court actually now. They're challenging the 1862 Civil Rights Act. He's saying Comcast won't put his network on their cable plan because he's black. Comcast is saying you can't prove that. So I mean, which is like a wild defense. Like you can't just say that's <laughs> not true. Yeah. So do you think Byron Allen is saying like this is not about him? This is about all of us. Do you think that he's valid? Do you think he has a chance with this lawsuit? Oh, oh, okay. Um, I heard Come him when he was. <laughs> I heard him when he was on a snippet of it when he was on um, Power One Hundred Five, and I was almost taken aback because if you like are familiar with Byron Allen, he used to have like this laugh comic show, Comics Unleashed. Yes, Comics yeah. Unleashed, where he had like some real problematic white people. He used mm-hmm. to let them get away with these like these jokes that had the tinge of racism to it. So when he was on Power 105, I was like, ooh, brother, I don't believe you. Mm. I think now this is beneficial for you because now you see where the country is and now you're able to try to like galvanize black and brown people to get behind you. Um, But from my understanding, which I thought was really interesting, is that he was talking about like when when he's going to go up to the Supreme Court and how the, I guess, Comcast is allowing at least 20 minutes for Trump's DOJ to argue on their behalf, or on wow. their behalf, like 20 minutes. So it's like, wow. and I think you're only allowed like a certain amount of minutes. So they're giving over half of their time to Trump. So he's not even going up against Comcast in front of the Supreme so Court. Like he's going up back. against wow. Trump, the uh, Trump administration, the DOJ, and Comcast and all their money. Oh, so he's going to lose-lose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, so it's unfortunate, but I think it is going to be hard to prove that. But I think what he, he's saying is that, like, look at look at the overall television history and how many black networks yeah. are you seeing? And then you could kind of make the case that, you know, black people are being pushed out or not being included in television. I mean, uh, unfortunately, it sounds like with this case, it's not about the message, it's the messenger. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. no one's not messing with him, it's like, it's falling on deaf ears. So, guys, yeah. we gotta go on a quick break, but when we come back, <clears throat> being sick is trash. Sorry, guys. When we come back, <laughs> we'll continue this conversation, and we got some comments on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we, we are, we are back. Oh, that was trash. <laughs> Don't do Roxanne wow, like that. Nah, she has a bar, she has a song she put out in ninety nineteen ninety where she did MC Light, Salt and Pepper, oh. you know, but like yo. She went ham. So you know how 50 Cent always gets credit for the song How to Rob because he dissed everybody mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't do that before? Roxanne was the first to do it. And she went after all the women in hip-hop. And when I tell you she was barring them up, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, 24-year-old Roxanne Shantae. <laughs> I need to hear this. Uh, yo, yeah, we can't play. I can't find a clean version. <laughs> but, like, yo, like, yeah, she's, one. yo. So I, I'm, I've been deep in my hip-hop bag. Like, last night I watched Beat Street. So, you know, I'm, I'm deep in my hip-hop <laughs> oh, bag wow. right now. He started breakdancing? Right. Listen, I might twist my ankle if I even move back. <laughs> We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 98.3 FM, WHCR, The Voice of Problem. If you are just tuning in, we are talking about Monique's and Byron Allen's lawsuits. Monique is suing Netflix for racial discrimination, and also because apparently Kevin Spacey said the N-word and nobody stopped him. <laughs> That's wild. And, yo, I'm sorry. That's like, How did that even come up? She's like, oh, and, and what? By the way. Like, she, she and another out, thing. Y'all got this white man saying the N-word. She walked out the door and she came back and you thought I ain't hear Kevin Spacey right. saying N-word. And y'all ain't do nothing. She probably got to record it somewhere. You know that boy Tell nasty. You. He nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny um, ass. Byron Allen. Ooh, we can say that. FCC, thank you. And uh, now Byron Allen, the owner of the Weather Channel and the Grio, um, he is suing Comcast for racial discrimination. And it's all the way up to the Supreme Court. And they're challenging the 1862 Civil Rights Act. So Byron Allen's a little bit, you know what I mean? But it's an important issue. We might have to support mm-hmm. him because even the Trump administration is going after him. I want to read some comments over here because... They're important. So Nitty G Woni says she's an original queen of comedy. I would put her on like a DL Hughley level. I can't say that Max mm-hmm. she should be making, but five hundred thousand is definitely a slap exactly. in the face. Yeah. Netflix. I will talk for an hour for five hundred. All right, listen. <laughs> BB Mendez says Monique is a comedy legend. Look at her track record. Monique deserves way more. I could go mm-hmm. on. She can go. I can go in on this topic. Well, go in, beloved. <laughs> And Don L goes, her energy could be used doing tours, videos on social media, and rebuilding her brand. Yeah, she exactly. was supposed to That's put out her done. own special and release it on, um, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She ain't do that, did she? Maybe she doesn't she have get that bag from Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> she's been blackballed, in, essentially, why so I think she probably is running low on funds to do things Why she reach like out that? to Hulu or somebody else? Because, like, Wanda hey. Sykes, when she ain't like Netflix offer, she took an offer from Fuse for, like, seven fifty. That's before she got her. Yeah, it was good. Is oh, anyone offering her anything <laughs> though? If you said she got black balls, probably no offers. This is true. So like let's let's kind of move on a little bit. Do you think there's racism in the entertainment industry? Duh. Yes. <laughs> racism, colorism, yes. sexism. Okay. No, I just wanted to come on Byron Allen. If we if we yeah, have, yeah, if we ahead, had a moment. So I think especially from a legal standpoint, support and, and personally I support Byron Allen because what he basically said is first Comcast let him on that he was gonna get this deal. And then they basically had like these wild channels like Grass and Weed TV or something like gardening and all these things that were like had nothing like the type of following that mm-hmm. he would have brought with his and then they said, Oh, but we got Revolt TV, the thing that uh, that Diddy got, like they picked one. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it's he he still could have brought an audience that's a lot more than like these niche channels. Yeah. And the other thing is that just from a legal perspective, what they're basing this on is like these standards called like the but for standard, which is yeah. that they would have hired him but for the fact that he's black. And then the other another court said, no, it has to be in addition to the fact. So they could have said 
you're, you're black and and we don't think you're you, you would bring enough and i'm mm. like it doesn't matter if it's amongst or the reason it just yeah. has to be a reason yeah. for it to go against that civil rights clause yeah. so how this is decided well actually re- regardless if you like byron allen it'll have a lot of impact on civil rights law and entertainment mm. contracts uh between people of color and networks that's a big deal so guys mm-hmm. we do have to wrap this up i want to just give um, folks, 30 seconds each to answer this question of, you know, should we still be going after these big white-owned media outlets to tell our stories, or should we be telling our own? Um, Nalad, you can go first. I mean, I feel like if you could get your foot in the door mm. in a way where it's more beneficial to you and the community and not get Jay-Z'd, go for it. But Ooh. until then, mm. I feel like we should that's start tired. focusing on our own stuff. Tiff? I think it could be both. I think we're, we're seeing, like, the East of Rays, like, have their opportunities in the Robin Thieves on HBO. And I also think you're seeing a lot of young, uh, mm-hmm. up-and-coming comedians and entertainers on using social media, Twitter, and Facebook. So I do think it can be both. But I think it's not necessarily going after these companies that tell our stories, but making sure that we have control over the narrative and how mm-hmm. our stories mm-hmm. are being told. Because I think that's the real issue. Yeah. Evan? I think if you can use that platform even if it's a platform that's based unfortunately a lot on hugely like all white board meetings white capitalism to use that platform to gain more people and like tiffany said to keep the narrative that you want then it's worth it Mm -hmm. i'll close out by saying this good stories rise to the top Issa Rae didn't go to HBO. Issa Rae went to YouTube and put out The mm-hmm. Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl, a show that I found in 2009, fresh out of college. Well, actually, for like right about to be out of college. Yep. And I was like, this is great. And she built a cult following. Mm-hmm. And then HBO came to her. I just don't trust white-run businesses to allow us to tell our stories. I think we got to do it on our own terms and build an audience. And then we come in there and we tell them how we want to show up. Mm-hmm. That's me, but I've been doing the show for yep, seven years. Ain't no white folks offer me no money yet. So, <laughs> I could be wrong. With that being said, guys, we do have to go. We will be back next week. Until then, let's please just wish a quick happy birthday to Selena. Happy birthday, Selena. Turn up. Selena, we love you. (laughs) Selena, as you know, we'll be having a birthday party that everyone in this room is invited to, except for you listening, because we don't know what you guys want to (laughs) say. We'll be back next week, guys. Until then, we're everywhere you get your podcast from. It's been real.